When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Giddy Up, Facing the Breeze, with Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer. Just before we go to the lads today, um, just had a chat to Sean Casey, because Peter Anthony's asked me to, and we tried to chase him up yesterday, but he just didn't want to comment because he was a little unsure what their plans were with Brave Halo. So what can I tell you? I can tell you that he got galloped on in the Blue Diamond, and he just needed his hind leg to be attended to with a couple of stitches, nothing serious. He's not lame or anything, but um, he just had to be looked after there with that leg. So he's been trotting and walking up. Okay. I think Damien Oliver's keen to go towards the golden slipper who rode brave halo on Saturday. But the big question is for Wally Daly, the owner, you'll need to pay a late entry fee of $150,000 if he does go down the slipper path. So that'll be interesting. That, decision would have to be made by Friday. So we'll keep you updated to, um, on whether Wally wants to go to the slipper or not. They have got other options there in, in Sydney with the size, etc. Um, and they will be staying in Victoria slash New South Wales to at least the 2nd of April, because that's when the flight goes back to Perth. And that's a direct flight because that's what a few of the horses going to the Western Trilogy are, uh, will be going on. So Brave Halo is still a chance to compete in a Karakata. So um, everybody's talking about Live to Tell that was so impressive at those trials. I wouldn't be ruling out Brave Halo competing in a, a Blue Diamond. And if you go back on the Blue Diamond, he's nearly the biggest run in that race from that wide gate. So the two-year-olds in WA are well above average. So that's the update there with Brave Halo with Sean Casey. Let's talk some harness racing now. With these two brilliant individuals, strong opinions, excellent at what they do. Um, Anthony's a Hall of Famer. Jack Trainer will be a future Hall of Famer. And they join us now on the line for Facing the Breeze ahead of the Miracle Mile on Saturday. Anthony Butt, hello to you, first of all. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. And Jack Trainer, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, G. Good morning, Ant. We're going a little bit easy today, lads. We're causing too much uproar on, on this show, um, getting grenades thrown at us left, right and centre. So we might even go harder today. In fact, I, I lie. Um, <laughs> so look out. Now let's talk about this poll that I did just before um, late last week. And the poll was regarding who's the best four-year-old in Australasia. And we had a tick over 500 votes for this poll. So there's enough numbers to suggest we'll get a pretty good guide on what the people are thinking. 519 votes. Before I give you the results, Anthony and Jack, um, the horses that were in the poll were Cooter for the New Zealand star four-year-old, Captain Ravishing, Catch a Wave and Leap to Fame. And who do you think would have won that um, that particular that poll that we put together on SEN? Uh, I would say Leap to Fame, Gareth. Jack? I think people would have voted for Captain Ravishing, although I think it's Leap to Fame myself. 
So, yeah, leap to fame, 38%. Captain Ravishing, 31%. Catch a wave, 19%. And Akuta, at 12%. So it just tells me no one really gives too much respect in this country anyway for New Zealand form these days, Ants. No, well, I think, you know, probably a lot of Aussies haven't seen too much of Akuta. And, um, you know, he's he's massive winning the jewels was a while ago now. So, yeah, they quickly forget in this game. But, but what a bunch of four-year-olds, like the yeah. whole four, they're just superstars. And you wouldn't mind any of them in your barn, would you? Do you think the, the Australian horses are better than the New Zealand horses at the moment, Jack? Um, yeah, it's hard to say, Gareth. I, I think they're probably on, on display a bit more at the moment. They're probably, like Ant said, they're the ones that are fresh on the mind. But um, other than Leap to Fame, I'd like to see uh, a couple of the other ones go to New Zealand and do what Akuta's done at Grand Circuit level in such a short yep. career. So I'd love to see them race in time. No doubt we're going to. But, um, yeah, I think they're probably underlooking Akuta. He's a, he's a great horse. Yeah, and he was... And obviously, Mark Purden's got a lot of time for Akuta. I think Mark Purden drives him in the race, which isn't far away. Have you had any offers for the race with that slot race at Cambridge there, Jack? Uh, yeah, there was actually a, a bit of interest shown to my mere Brave View Kelly after Saturday night. Um, obviously, we're just going to first things first get through the Miracle Mile this week. But um, it's obviously quite, quite a good incentive with knowing that you'd come up with barrier one. But in saying that too, it might just be that one step so far. So we're 60, 40 in the way of not going at the moment. But yeah, it's nice to be recognised and, um, you know, people to be interested in it. What is it with Leap to Fame that everybody loves there, Ants? Obviously, he defeated Captain Ravishing in a derby. Um, it'll be a fascinating clash this Eureka. What a race it promises to be in September. Yeah, well, he's just got the runs on the board, Gareth. Every time he stepped up to the big races, he's been able to win, you know, and he's been beautifully managed by Grant Dixon, and he's just sort of picked and choose, you know, what races he wants to go for. But, you know, he won the New South Wales Derby and then the Victoria Derby, and, you know, every time he goes for a big one, he seems to win it and beat beat the superstars. So, um, so yeah, really, he's uh, king of the kids at the moment, but those other three are, you know, snapping at his heels pretty quickly. Let's have a look at the Miracle Mile. This is the greatest race in New South Wales, one of the greatest races in Australasia. There is a field of eight with a couple of emergencies. Honolulu Bay's gone to a new level at $3. Catch a wave, 420 Captain Ravishing from the outside gate, 450 Spirit of St. Louis, 450 Major Meister. He'd be dangerous, I reckon, if he gains a start at $10 from gate one. Mac Dan at 13 Hurricane Harley at 17, Expensive Ego at 26, Bondi Lockdown and Emergency at 26, and then your Mayor Brave You Kelly at $51. Um, I'll go to you here first of all, Ants. Who would you like to be driving in this year's Miracle Mile? Uh, I think Honolulu Bay, really. He's got a great draw. He's going to settle handy without doing too much work. You know, his, his heat run was just out of this world, really. It's really hard to do that at many angles. So I think he's got all the cards, you know, that really he's he's going to be the one to beat. He's going to get a good run no matter what happens with the rest of them. So, you know, Moran, he's just rising beautifully each week and, you know, he'll be close to the pace without doing much work. So, you know, I think he's the one the rest have got to beat. I always, I'll stay with you, Ants. I always go back to that conversation I had with Clayton Tonkin after the four-year-old Bonanza, and I asked him the question on racing.com and Trot's vision that night is, 
who's a better chance in a Miracle Mile or who's the best horse that you've trained? Is Captain Ravishing better than Honolulu Bay? I think the question was, who'd be a better chance in the Miracle Mile, Captain Ravishing or Honolulu Bay? Without hesitation, he said Captain Ravishing. Yeah, well, he's probably, you know, if you line him up in a straight line, that could be the case. But in these Grand Circuit races, when you've got these old guys, you know, with that, they're used to the hustle and bustle and, you know, times don't mean too much. And, um, you know, the draws hurt Captain Ravishing. And I just think, um, you know, he could just come out and blow them away, you know, especially if they go up hard up front and he's sitting back doing nothing. And it wouldn't surprise me, but, you know, you, he, he's a boy racing against men at the moment. And, um, you know, he'll, he'll have to be clearly superior to the rest of the field to beat them, you know, especially from the draw. So Brave You Kelly's right out the gate with the market at $51, Jack. Do you think the market's been disrespected, um, is being disrespectful to her? Um, or do you think she'll need a ton of luck from that draw? Yeah, I think that's fair, Gareth. Obviously, she hasn't um, had to race at this level yet either, although she put in a great performance on Saturday night. I sort of expected from any barrier that she would be the outsider of the field. So, no, I don't take no disrespect from that. I think these days you've got to sort of be able to earn your stripes and earn your price a bit, and she hasn't done that yet. So I think the market's quite fair. I don't know, and this is just my opinion here, and don't get upset with me, Jack, and I'll go to you, Ants. Like, Bravey Kelly, as Jack's just pointed out, she hasn't really defeated. She's been competing against her own sex, but all of a sudden they think she's good enough to be competitive in a Miracle Mile. Um, I understand why they want a mare in the race, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm a fan of that. Yeah, it's a hard one, Gareth. Like New South Wales, they like to reward the Ladyship Mile winner if they can. And, you know, it was a great performance the other night. She's won the last three on end. You can't do much more than that. And, you know, and it probably come down to the, the third place getters as well. Like, um, you know, Luke saw Bondi Lockdown. He's... You know, I know it was a walk and a sprint, and he, he probably had no chance to win the race, but he, he had every opportunity to go to the death if he wanted to. And um, so, and same with, you know, Major Meister was a big run as well, but they didn't, there was nothing really grabbed you. And, you know, I think they've done the right thing, and sure, she'll need a bit of luck, but, um, you know, it's great that they do encourage her. A, it'll encourage more mares to go to the Ladyship Mole next year or the Queen of the Pacific, uh, Queen of the Elizabeth, whatever yeah. they call it nowadays. But, yeah, so, um, it's a 50-50 call. I guess if a horse like Honolulu Bay to run third or something, it may have been different. But, you know, the heat set up pretty well, really. And has Grandma had a chat to you, Jack, saying Major Mice is a far better chance than Brave View Kelly drawing the pole? No, I'm waiting for it, um, <laughs> Gareth. But uh, I don't know if Grandma's got enough money in his bank account just yet to, to get me out of it. So, yeah, he went massive, Major Meister. And, yeah, I, I know she obviously deserves to be outsider, but she definitely won't disgrace the South Braveview Kelly and she definitely will be able to compete with them. I'm, I'll guarantee that. So looking at like a, a spirit of St. Louis and I'll tell you what, um, full credit to our man, the Prince, because I thought he was in all sorts of trouble before that first race last Saturday night when he got tipped out of the gig and geez, he showed some horsemanship. So he's just not the man that drives the winners and with that, um, that pretty baby face and that swagger. He's actually a wonderful horseman as well, Jack, because um, that was some piece of horsemanship just to keep hold of that horse on Saturday night. Yeah, he's a, a great horseman. And obviously, um, you know, it's no fluke that he gets so many winners. And 
Uh, he's more upset about ripping his brand new suit. I think we all know he's a bit of a pretty, pretty boy, the prince. But he'd done a great job to hold on to that horse, and um, done an even better job pulling my pants down on public television, being able to get a middle half in a minute on in a in a race leading up to a million dollar uh, entry. So he can do it all. The prince. He's happy to tell people that will listen. He can, and he walked. I taught the talk, and he walked the walk. How does that happen, Ants, in a lead-up race to America Mile, and they get away with a, a middle half like that? Yeah, I don't know, Gareth. Um, yeah, I think some of the drivers would like to rerun it again, but it's, it's always easier afterwards. And, and Angle is one of those tracks. Sometimes, you know, they burn the first quarter and then they uh, and they walk, and by the time you realise what's happening, that's sort of too late. So, yeah, we're all experts after the race. So, um but that's the way it goes. As you said, the prince, he uh, he just uh, handed it to them. And um, But I'm sure, what, you know, the fact that he held on to that horse in the earlier race, I'm pretty sure it was his own cart. So uh, they general, the drivers generally hold on to them a lot more when the, yeah. their own sulky involved. 100%. So you get, yes, 152.4 they went in that swept sprint. They went a third quarter in a Miracle Mile qualify in a Group 2 race in 29 seconds, Jack. Now, what was everybody thinking? Well, we were probably thinking about that Hunter Cup. He might have might have done him a favour, making him sort of walk that walk. But I know after the race, the first thing I thought was, A, I've just stuffed that right up, and B, where was Blair Orange when you needed him? So. <laughs> or Brad Williamson. Now, I, I think sometimes, and I love you, Jack, and a few others, and um, Luke McCarthy is an all-time great. There's no doubt about that, Ants. But we can be critical of drivers that don't go, that go, they they push the button, go overboard, can't we? Like we have with say Blair and Brad of recent times. But that's nearly more unforgivable in a in a race like that because you get a horse like a Hurricane Harley who's breezing, Hurricane Harley that can run twenty five eight on the way home and qualifies for a Miracle Mile. Yeah, that's right, Gareth. I don't want to be too critical of drivers because I've made plenty of errors myself in the, in the day. So, as I said, it's always easy afterwards. And um, But, yeah, as I said, if they re- rerun it, I'm sure it'd be a totally different race. And well done, Emma Stewart, as well. That's the first time in history that someone's ever trained to, um, or has been able to have four runners involved in the Miracle Mile. So um, she's just had a wonderful, wonderful career, but especially now on the Grand Circuit level, She's having tremendous success and she gets a great chance now to win her first Miracle Mile with four wonderful chances in the big dance. It's 80 minutes past 10. We'll take a break and then we'll get the the lads' thoughts on the other big feature event there on Saturday, um, the New South Wales. Welcome back to Giddy Up. I don't know, um, this is Facing the Breeze, Anthony Butt, Jack Trainer, two superstars of the sport with me. And I don't know what I've done to a few of my fellow media colleagues, but now I'm getting... A, um, abused by the great C. Barsby saying that I should watch a few more replays of Leap to Fame, Ants. And I've got so much respect for Leap to Fame. Um, I really haven't got a strong opinion who the best four-year-old in the land is because I've got so much respect for Catch a Wave. We might learn a little bit more come Saturday night, but I think the Eureka will tell the story who the best four-year-old is in the country for mine. Um, but C. Barsby, yeah. we know he's a, a Queenslander. Um, and it's fair to say he might be a little bit biased towards the superstar horse from Queensland. Yeah, well, we're certainly upsetting the media around the Australasia lately, Gareth. So um, at least at least they're listening. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, as it, you know, it would be great when they, they all do meet in the Eureka. Obviously, Akuta won't be there, but uh, yeah, I said we can talk the talk all we like, but until they all meet, we sort of won't know, will we? So, no. but yeah, I said, uh, you know, I said they're, they're four great horses. I um, had a chat to Nathan Turnbull on the Bet365 Country Racing Hour today, Jack Trainer, and hasn't this man got some swagger about him? He's the leading driver in New South Wales, he's three in front of Cameron Hart. And he's a leading trainer by 12 um, for the whole of New South Wales. So he's had a season to remember. But better be the best for mine looks to be tough to beat come Saturday night in the derby. And I see that you don't have a steer. So if you had a drive, who would you like to be driving in that feature? Yeah, I'm with you, Gareth. I think better be the best is, um, is a serious racehorse. And uh, if I could pick any of them, it would be him. I think his two runs this Preparation have been massive. Hopefully not too big, but yeah, what he done the other day to burn out and then get a checkered passage up the straight and still get home, I'd have him favourite and on top. Have you ever seen a driver that's just come onto the scene, drive with a little bit of you know, um, not a, he's got a so much flair and that lean back has become famous from Dubbo to Bathurst and um, to Albury. I think he's had success at to, to Menangle. He's been everywhere. Every time you turn your TV on, it's the, the red and blue colours with Nathan Turnbull leading back in the gig winning. Yeah, he's, he's high on life at the moment, Gareth. And um, like you said, he's not just putting it on on the big stage. You see him leaning back, almost falling out the card at Dubbo on a Sunday. And um, he loves, loves a fist pump and a salute too. So, He's enjoying it. His team's going really good, and I think he's got a really nice horse on his hands, so I'm sure he'll party hard if he manages to pull that one off. Ultimedial's the favourite, Ants, from gate two, the Kiwi. Tim Williams takes the drive, but um, the Telfer family have had a dramatic rise in the sport. Now they're the biggest trainers in New Zealand, especially over the last three to four years, Ants. Yeah, it's amazing what they've done, uh, you know, with Steve Stockman and behind them, Gareth, and he just said they're virtually taking over the sport in New Zealand. They're just... Um, I think they bought about 30 yearlings the other day at the sales and you're going to have, you know, upwards of a hundred horses and work in both the North Island and the South Island. So they're going to be a massive force in the next few years. So tell us a little bit about Steve Stockman. Yeah, well, Steve's been around for a long time, actually. He's been on the Auckland Trotting Club over the years and always been a sort of reasonably big owner. And um, yeah, he's he built a beautiful place up in Clevedon and close to Auckland about... Uh, Oh, 10 or 15 years ago and you know they always trained a few horses you know or trained a pretty big team 20 30 horses but just the last couple of years have they've just gone massive and uh they're building a massive property in Christchurch they're gonna have two big barns down there as well so you know they're really gonna rock things up in New Zealand sounds like they're now they're the biggest powerhouse in Australasian harness racing let alone New Zealand harness racing yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, they just got uh, you know so much money behind them. They're buying the high price yearlings each year, and as well, they they breed some of their own stock from really good mares. So, yeah, they're really giving it a crack. And um, I'd hate to be paying the the weekly wage bill, but yes. uh, no, as I said, we're going to see a lot of those colours in the next few years. Question without notice, horse of the year. Um, just believe he'd nearly be favourite at the moment, wouldn't he, Ants? Yeah, well, it's hard because, uh, you know, I said we're only into the, into the start of the year, but shit, he's done a great job, hasn't he? And uh, he's won every big race he's he's been aimed for. So Greg and Jess have just been, you know, super since they've taken him over. And, and what a stare from Bailey McDonough the other night, oh. you know. 
he's the he's the Cameron Hart of um, Victoria, you know, with the mo and uh, yeah, and the swagger. So uh, he was up and about the other night. So good on him. And he's done a mighty job. He was a kid that started off in WA and he got some opportunities there in WA, and then he came to work with his father Alan McDonough for a little while, and then. They parted ways and now he's kicking goals, working for Jess Tubbs, who's flying at the moment well under Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars. Just believe is back in that Group 1 Trotters Mile um, event there at Menangle on Saturday night. I think Honolulu Bay might have something to say about the, the horse of the year and the early battle anyway, if he can become the seventh horse to win the Hunter Cup and the Miracle Mile in at the same year. Hey, you looking forward to the sales, Jack? You're flying at the moment. Um, surely you had a few orders um, for the upcoming Sydney Nutrient Standard Bread sales, which start, of course, on Sunday. Oh, I'm not sure about this year, Gareth. I haven't had a lot of luck at the sales. I've always put my hand up um, later on in the day once I'm probably under the influence and not one of them has worked out yet. So I might just drive straight past and just might even see you down Manly Wharf somewhere instead. Okay, there you go, Ants. Are you heading to the sales? No, no. So no, giving it a miss this year, Gareth. So I'm a bit like Jack. It's... Uh... It's a bad day to have him the night after Miracle Mile, so a lot of people aren't thinking clearly. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully, I think, it's, looking at the catalogue, looks like there's a few champions there anyway. So um, I reckon Jackie might be able to, and Ants, we might be able to see if we can get a few of our loyal listeners buy a few for you and then send them your way. And hopefully they can win a Breeders' Challenge or a, or a, um, a Breeders', Breeders Challenge over the next couple of years, mate, or a big derby or something like that, or an Oaks. In the new di- in the new in the near distant future, hey, it's always a pleasure catching up. Best of luck, Jack, especially on Saturday mi- Saturday night, mate. Geez, you've done a wonderful job with your team. You should be so proud and on a serious note. And the job that you've done with Bravey Kelly has been exceptional. You are truly the king of the ladies. There's no doubt about that. The job that you've done with those mares over the last couple of years, ants have been quite extraordinary. So. He's got the key to the mares. There's no doubt about that. And, um, yep, looking forward to seeing what you can do in a Miracle Mile. No worries. Thanks very much, Gareth. Good on you, Jack. Good on you, Ants. Thanks, Gareth. There's Ants Butts and Jack Trainer. 10.30 and it's news time.